Greetings, folks. This is Jeff Desiato, and you're listening to episode 28 of the Real Person Real Needs podcast. I'm excited that you've tuned in. If this is your first time, welcome. You can always get caught up on the podcast by checking out the archives at realpersonrealneeds.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever podcasts can be downloaded. You can find us there. Uh, Last episode was one of my favorites so far. If you haven't gotten a chance to go back and listen, we had a guest on the podcast, George Bruno. He talked about dominating through differentiation. And we've talked about that here on the podcast before, about the importance of being comfortable in your own skin, being authentic and true to who you are, and allowing that to be the driving force behind how you present yourself in your business, in your community, and how you can help others. Um, so today, you know, we kind of have been going uh, through a series, quote unquote, on some of the not so nice aspects of being an entrepreneur, being someone who is constantly having to be self-motivated, constantly having to drive your business on your own. You know, or if you are in the in the process of, of thinking about something that you've always wanted to do and you've never gotten the gumption to do it, you know, I know there's a lot of people like that that tune in and I'm I'm excited that you're listening as well. But uh I've been it's funny, I follow a number of podcasts. Self Made Man is one, another one's called The Art of Manliness. You can see a theme here. <laughs> um the and they had a guest on the podcast recently. His name is Ryan Holiday. And the topic for both of these podcasts was Ego is the Enemy. I don't want to steal that completely, but I was already thinking about that based on some articles that I had read and um, something that I think I can be guilty of and probably have been accused, rightly so and in, incorrectly, uh, of having a big ego. And a lot of things that you read are, you know, that entrepreneurs and those that are self-employed need to have a sense of an ego. There needs to be that that confidence, that ability to put yourself out there day in, day out, without doubting, without uh, without hesitation, without feeling the the effects of the the hardships that come with being you know an entrepreneur and and building your business from the ground up. But there's a negative side to that as well. And I want to look at that a little bit today. The idea that you can become overwhelmed in your own mind of your and have an inflated opinion of yourself to your own detriment. And uh, I know a lot of people probably think that about me in some ways, the way I present myself and stuff. And I really try to distance that... Um, you know, the, there's a part of me that kind of has a character that I play in the videos and things like that, where I come off as very much self-confident, uh, you know, very high self-esteem. But in a lot of ways, the real truth behind that is there's a low self-esteem that it, that I'm masquerading, you know, trying to cover up and, and not allow people to see that part of my personality. Because I really do take things personally. I really do allow the you know, the, the trending of the podcast downloads to affect my mood, which is just ridiculous. But in all honesty, and, and, and to, you know, harp on this idea of being transparent, authentic, I have to be true to, to, to you, to my audience. I owe it to you guys to, to lay my ego out on the table, you know, week in, week out here on the podcast. Failures, successes, they cannot change who I am and my character. So this idea of the ego 
and how it can actually be your enemy. You know, there's a number of quotes about egotism, ego, you know, being e- egotistical. And uh, there are some that, that paint it in a very positive light. There are some that paint it in a very negative light. So it's kind of hard to really wrestle with, um, you know, which, which is, is it okay to be egotistical? Is it, should I be so self-effacing that and self-deprecating that it becomes a false humility where you, you, you are literally beating yourself down and we don't want to do that. We don't want to, you know, allow our failures or our own perception of ourselves to limit what we can achieve and in a lot of ways, if we're concerned with self at all, there are two sides of the same coin, whether low self-esteem or pride or arrogance, what have you. It's still a self-centered motivation. And someone once said that to me, and I, I really took that to heart, was that we think that by, by having a low self-esteem that we are not arrogant. We think that thinking lowly of yourself means that you are not guilty of being self-centered because we think of self-centeredness as someone who's just putting themselves out there. They only are concerned about themselves, getting what they can for themselves. Meanwhile, someone who is like, oh, woe is me, you know, victim, this kind of mentality, that those, you know, those poor people, if only they had more self-esteem. The problem is, is that it's still a motivation of self. It's still looking at yourself ahead of everything else. And the the interesting part as i've been reading and listening to people they talk about egotism and ego being such a huge obstacle in the way of entrepreneurs is that some early success really starts the, to snowball into this idea of look what i did especially for someone like myself who is you know i'm a i'm a one man show so uh, you know, if I am promoting myself in real estate on Facebook and social media and I'm getting a lot of return on that, then it's like, wow, I did a great job at that. Instead of it being more about, okay, my business is going to benefit and my family is going to benefit from the, the hard work that I put in, it starts to become more about my personality or who I am as a person. Conversely, when I'm not doing well or I'm not seeing the results that I want, I start to allow that to affect my perception of myself and saying, man, I really, people must not really like me very much. The podcast downloads are down or I'm not getting as many subscribers or they didn't like this particular episode or whatever. You can allow those things to really weigh on you. But the problem is, is that it's still ego. It's still a fragile ego at best, you know, um, to allow those things to really affect how you carry yourselves. And um, I read an article, and I didn't realize this. This is kind of what spawned the whole thing, was I read an article on entrepreneur.com, and the title of the article is The Three Ways Ego Will Derail Your Career Before It Really Begins. And for a lot of you that are listening, you may not have even started on your journey to, you know, to fulfilling your purpose or chasing the thing that you know God created you to do. So, it's appropriate to talk about this here and now because you don't want damage to be done down the road. But um, it's, I didn't realize this until much later. The article is actually written by Ryan Holiday, who is the author of this book, The Ego is the Enemy. That was He was also featured on these two podcasts in the same week, which I found really interesting. So it was almost like I was getting beat over the head with this idea. And since I'm egotistical, I'm like, this must be for me. <laughs> this must be a message for me. Uh, egocentric, whatever you want to call it. So um, 
he talks about a number of things and he says at the end or in one of this part of the article he says all of us with our talent and promise and potential if we don't control our ego risk blowing up before we start talent as irving berlin put it is only the starting point what we also need is self-management self-control and humility here are three ways that the ego is the enemy of those most important traits. He talks about how we just talk a good game. We're busy being busy about being doing nothing. We don't take action. We just talk about things. We say that we have this purpose. We say that we have these goals. And then we just waste our time scrolling through social media, uh, tweeting at things, and doing all this ridiculous stuff. And he gives an example of someone who he's, he talks about... Um, Emily Gould. And it's really interesting because he talks about like she had this deal, book deal, and she needed to get this novel written and she kept dawdling. She kept putting it off. And it actually ended up, you know, she did everything in her in her power based on what her business needs were to fill up her time with busy work. And then she wasn't actually doing the thing that she was created to do and that she was called on to do. Uh, another example he gives of Benjamin Franklin who at age 18 was rather bold and prideful. He tells this story uh, in meeting Cotton Mather, who was one of the one of Boston's most respected figures, that uh, <laughs> this is how ridiculously inflated Benjamin Franklin's ego had become. They walked down the hallway, and Mather suddenly admonished him, Stoop, stoop. Too caught up in his performance, Franklin walked right into a low ceiling beam. Mather's response was perfect. Let this be a caution to you not always to hold your head so high, he said wryly. Stoop, young man, stoop as you go through this world and you'll miss many hard thumps. And that, that is something that I uh, could definitely learn from. And then he talks about this third point, which as I read about it and it really kind of ignited something in me, I want to branch off into the next episode, is the idea of being passionate versus having a purpose. And oftentimes we can embellish the idea of being passionate because it's all about what we want to do and the things that motivate us, that we we live this like kind of... Um, drinking from a fire hose mentality where we just kind of throw a bunch of stuff out there and we pursue our passion with no direction, with no focus, with no deliberation, and without living deliberately and and finding our purpose. So um, that's, a, that's a whole other topic that we can get into. But it all comes down to our ego. He sums up at the end. He says... Um, Early in our careers, we're setting out to do something. We have a goal, a calling, a new beginning. Every journey begins here, yet far too many of us never reach our intended destination. Ego, more often than not, is the culprit. We build ourselves up with fantastical stories and talk. We pretend we have it all figured out. We let our star burn bright and hot, only to fizzle out, and we have no idea why. These are symptoms of ego, for which humility and reality are the cure. Do not let ego derail your career before it even begins. I love that last line. Humility and reality are the cure. We live in the social media generation where it's not about just bearing your soul. It's about putting out there what you want people to perceive is the idealistic version of yourself. You look at it. You look at people who post their family vacation pictures and it's amazing. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Nobody's sunburnt. Nobody's car ran, of, ran out of gas. Nobody has sand in their underwear. But, you know, speaking for myself, I just came back from the beach 
I got sunburned, even though I tried as hard as I could. Now, granted, it was a great experience. I want to go back again as soon as possible. But I find it interesting that we are so consumed with putting out the best version of ourselves because of our, our ego is so fragile that we don't want people to ever perceive us to be something that we that could be less than ideal, that could be less than perfect. And, you know, I, I, it's funny, I, I pride myself on trying to be as authentic as possible, but even in that, there's a strain of ego. I want to be the guy who's known for being authentic, right? I mean, that sounds hypocritical in and of itself to be talking about that. Um, so I, I found a little bit of levity, and it, I could see it as something you could use to be a good barometer in your life. Um, there's this, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with Kanye West, I don't know how you couldn't be, but he is known for having a completely egotistical view and, and really thinking that he is the best at everything. And there's 11 of these quotes that at first you read them and you're like, this isn't possible that someone actually said these words. But we'll roll, we'll roll through them just for, for humor purposes. He said, my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live. That's his greatest pain in life. Another, <laughs> you may be talented, but you're not Kanye West. <laughs> Another one. I am the number one human being in music. That means any person that's living or breathing is number two. Just imagine if I woke up one day and I was whack. What would I do then? <laughs> I feel I'm too busy writing history to read it. That's hilarious. That's, that's an excuse that I think a lot of people use to not know about history is they, they're like, I'm busy. He, they don't go to the extent of saying, I'm writing history, but uh, he says, I'm like a vessel and God has chosen me to be the voice and the connector. I don't know what really that means. Uh, he says to the paparazzi, you do help me get money. You show people how fresh my outfit is. <laughs> and he says, uh, I see stuff from the future and I'm such a futurist that I have to slow down and talk in the present. And then finally, come on now, how could you be me and want to be someone else? So <laughs> obviously that is a extreme uh, on, the, on the spectrum of ego t- having an ego. But I would be lying to say that I didn't at least fall, you know, maybe 50% of that sometimes. And we all would be that way as well. I mean, you, you can't go through life without thinking a little bit about how you're seen, how you're viewed how things affect you. And it's a battle that we must wage. It's a war we must fight every day to put our own ego to the side and be authentic, be generous, not to be, not to lack self-confidence. That's the thing that I think it's a very blurred line where it is being confident uh, and people mis- misinterpret that oftentimes. To walk around with an ego is a bad thing. To have confidence in yourself is a great thing. That's a that's a quote um, that you can find online. Um, there's a couple other ones that I find interesting. He says, self-consciousness is really a form of egotism. Okay? Egotism is the anesthetic that dulls the pain of stupidity. <laughs> I find that pretty interesting. A lot of people are so egotistical, and you can see this on social media. They think they're so highly of themselves that they don't realize that their their egotism has blinded them to their own stupidity because they say outlandish things and they do, um, they behave in such a way, and it it attracts more stupidity. Donald Trump, for instance, 
I mean, I'm I'm a Republican, and I cannot fathom actually casting a vote for Donald Trump. The man is an egotist. Good for him. He successfully won the the Republican nomination, and shame on the Americans, in my opinion, who really believe the things that he's saying, because I don't think he actually believes the things that he's saying. He's only saying them to have the contrarian view. But politics aside... You you would be hard-pressed to find someone who has a bigger ego than Donald Trump. Am I right? And part of me, when I listen to him speak, I can agree with this statement about it's an anesthetic that dulls the pain of stupidity. Is that he, the man can't even articulate a sentence, uh, and yet he is plowing through the competition. I, you know, I, I have a hard time believing that he will be the next president, but I can't imagine how he, how he could be stopped because he feeds that. And the, and the egotist in all of us says, look at this guy. He's directing the narrative. He is drawing attention to himself in a way that nobody ever has before. He's a media personality. He is, I mean, I don't know how he could have such a high ego and such a bad haircut, but the, the very sense of the the contrast between him and Hillary Clinton is astounding because you have Hillary Clinton who is just as much an egotist and is trying so desperately to say the things that she knows will get her elected. Then you have Donald Trump who is an egotist and is trying so desperately to say things that in any other society would keep him from getting elected, things that he probably doesn't even believe or didn't believe a few years ago. And he's saying unpopular things, and yet he's bringing people to his support in droves. I can't fathom the two. I can't reconcile those two things. But it's amazing the power that an ego can have and the sway that an ego can have. So it's very dangerous because it's enticing. It's tempting when when people are, especially early on when you're young, and people are coming around you and they're flattering you and they're telling you how great you are. You start to think that that is the way it should be. I was watching this film with my kids, The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And there's this one girl who gets her way all the time because her mom is president of the PTA. And she really, she throws that in teachers' faces. She says, my mom will make your life a living hell. And she gets everything she wants. She has this ego trip because of who her parents are. And I think that one of the greatest disservices that we can do as a society is to build people's egos. You can have people and build up their their self-confidence, and you don't want people walking around with a low self-esteem, but we go overboard as a society. There's no critique. There's no ability to say, you did well in this area, but this is an area that you must improve in because you are not good at this. We're not allowed to tell people that they've failed at something. We're not allowed to point out flaws, even if we do so in a loving way, because we are seen as being arrogant. Which is funny, because the reason that people don't point out flaws is because the arrogant people can't handle it. They won't listen. And I'm guilty of that. I have a hard time with constructive criticism. I'm the first to admit it. When people say, you know, when you go to job interviews and all that stuff, they say, you know, what are things that you can work on in your life? And I say, I'm not good at receiving constructive criticism, period. (laughs) I've talked about it several times on the podcast where people have called me out and I've basically just said, you don't know what you're talking about. 
Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong in, in assessing the constructive feedback. Sometimes the feedback that's given to me is not given in a constructive way, so I tune it out. And I'm, you know, I'm ashamed to admit it, but at the same time, I'm upfront about it. But we live in a society where we've built this ego, ego maniacal monster where we have kids that are, to, you know, we see people auditioning for singing talent competitions and they're terrible, but their families tell them that they're great because they don't want to hurt their aspirations or give themselves a low view. There's a difference between giving people an accurate assessment of their skills and being mean. And I think we've lost that. <laughs> you know, like it's like, okay, you can you have areas to improve here. You can get better. Here are some of the ways that you can improve. Versus you're great. Everything you do is everything you touch is gold. This is amazing. And then when people are face rejection later on because their ego is so fragile because it's been coddled because people have come alongside of it like a baby chick and just held it safely in the cup of their hands. What happens is they don't know how to handle it. They've never been told the truth. So they revert back to their ego. And that ego is the thing that prevents them from growing, prevents them from moving forward because it's keeping them in their safe space. And I find it it can be detrimental to being an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur, as we talked about before, about the people who you surround yourself with, cannot surround himself with people that think his crap doesn't stink. He can't. If he wants to truly be successful, he needs to surround himself with people who will tell the truth. I wrote a couple articles uh, this, past, uh, this past week that I sent out to my, my subscribers and stuff, and it was about truth hurting. And it's something in real estate that's desperately lacking. Not that people out and out lie. But we massage things. We, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to tell them and give them a realistic assessment of what's going on. So we just kind of we fudge things a little bit. We exaggerate. We embellish. When I say we, I'm talking about real estate agents collectively. I try my best to be as honest as possible, and I lose business as a result. People are turned off by it. People don't understand why their houses aren't valued at what they believe they should be valued for. I try to tell them that a house is worth what a buyer is, a ready, willing, and able buyer is willing to pay for it in today's market. That's what it's worth. You don't get to determine completely absent of data and precedent what your house is worth. It doesn't work that way. I don't care what you paid for it 25 years ago. I don't care what inflation has been since then. That's not how it works. But we live in a society that would rather walk on eggshells around people to protect our fragile egos instead of confronting our ego, slaying it every morning and saying, what can I learn today? What are areas of weakness in my life? What are flaws in my character that can be refined today? That attitude must leave ego at the door. It has to. There's no way that you can pursue your purpose in life and have an inflated ego. Now again, I'm not talking about being confident. I'm not talking about thinking that you can succeed and believing in yourself. That's not the same thing. Being confident is working hard at something, setting a precedent for your skill level, 
and knowing that you can achieve that. I can sing. I've been told by many people that I can sing. I've been told by many people who would know because they have no incentive to pet me, essentially, for lack of a better term. There's no reason for them to lie. But if I just said, I'm good, and I didn't practice and work hard and improve and try to work on my breathing techniques and, and, and figure out how I can preserve this gift that God has given me, then I can waste it. So there are a lot of things that I really think I'm good at, but I'm probably not that good at. Um, and my ego gets in the way of me understanding how I can improve in that way. I could be a better writer. I could do this podcast better. I could do my my daily business tasks better. I could be more um, disciplined in my time and how I spend uh, my waking hours. I could get out of bed earlier. I could apply myself to this or that. I could be more caring, more compassionate to people. But if I think of myself too highly, I will never see those things in me. And the same goes for you. (laughs) Thomas Carlyle said, egotism is the source and summary of all faults and miseries. I haven't done an experiment, but I challenge you. Maybe we can do it together. Look at the faults in your life, the miseries that you've, you've gone through, and see how much of it has been caused by ego. Maybe not just yours. Here's another quote by Edward Bolas Lytton. I don't know how you pronounce his name. A man is arrogant in proportion to his ignorance. That's interesting. Meaning his, in, his, in, uh, his inability to apply knowledge. He's ignorant. He chooses to not know. Man's natural tendency is to egotism. Man, in his infancy of knowledge, thinks that all creation was formed for him. So essentially, arrogance comes from ignorance because you choose not to know. You, you, you don't look at what's available to you and actually apply yourself to learning. That arrogance, that ego that gets puffed up, that gets inflated, it's because you are out of touch with reality and you don't have a realistic view of your skill set, of your character, of your your situation that you're in. Your ego is blocking you or can derail your career before it even begins. So it's time to put it to the side. Now, granted, I don't know how to do that, <laughs> but I knew there, know there are certain steps that you can take. Die to self every day. Um. A lot. If you look up eliminate your ego, you'll find a lot of results. But it's the 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 first step to eliminating it is acknowledging that it can be an obstacle, that your ego needs to be left at the door. Now, granted, I'm always going to be promoting myself because that's my business. But there's a way to present what you're doing and not make it be all about you if that makes any sense. And I I struggle to find the balance sometimes, to be honest with you. But that's why we do what we do here on the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. And I'm open to feedback. I would love it, actually. Um, Do you like what we do here on the podcast? Do you like when guests share their stories? I would love to hear because this, this podcast is morphing. It's it's a, a living organism. It, it doesn't need to have the same format from, the, from day one to day 801. 
you know, episode 28, we're rolling now. But at the same time, I don't want to get stagnant. I don't want to try to emulate other podcasts that are out there that just bring in people, interview them, and you can get the same filler information. I mean, just speaking candidly, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I, I got... I, I, subscribed to two podcasts and they both had the same exact guest on talking about the same exact topic in the same week because that person has a book that was just released. So, you know, I don't want to strictly have one format or another. If you like the the mix of having me share my thoughts for, and then having guests on periodically, if you'd like guests completely, um, you know, I'd like I just love to hear that feedback. If you like what we're doing, if you could give some constructive criticism in a kind way, you're welcome to do that. Jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com is my email address. G-E-O-F-F at realpersonrealneeds.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. You can leave a review on iTunes. That'd be a great way to get the word out. Uh, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website as well. So that's it. Lego your ego. And let's see how it can help us get a proper perspective to see the flaws in our character that need to be buffed out and we can move forward in achieving our purpose and finding out what we were created to do. So until next time, thanks for listening and Godspeed. In the